Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group, this time with a roundtable on our partner, Cass Malenik. Today is Saturday, April 15, 2023, April Sexual Assault, Minority Health, and Autism Awareness Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Clem, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer, Ivan Ortega, scouts on our productions. And of course, we have Shakaya standing in for our technical producer, and also for our... Uh, digi- as, our, as our technical engineer today. He's doing a lot of stuff today, basically. So Dave, uh, Dave Malenik, he's a CPA and president and founder of Cats Malenik Incorporated and has a family member who served. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing great today. How are you? Pretty good. So what are some 2023 or 2022, because we're still doing that, but what are, some, uh, what are some tax filing tips or some things you want to tell us about tax filing that's so important? Because April 18th is when everything is due. And people are thinking about next year. Some business owners think about next year, but some people are still trying to get under the gun, trying to figure out what they can do to get some tax write-offs. What do you got to tell us? Well, yeah. So um, what I what I would say to that is what the what you don't know, especially at this time of year, really can hurt you. Uh, and so, like right now, if you are looking at the clock and realizing, oh my gosh, I only have seventy two hours or less to get my uh, to get my taxes filed. Um, you don't want to rush it. Uh, there is an option. You can file a, uh, an, a six-month extension. It's automatic. You just file the form. You get a six-month extension. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it's helpful in the fact that uh, you, you don't have to then file, and you won't be considered late filing if you don't file by April 18th. If you're not sure of what's going on with your tax situation, you should definitely take advantage of that. Even if you are sure, it's probably not a bad idea to go ahead and get that extension anyway because there's no downside to it. There's only possible upside to it. Uh, with, with our returning existing clients, we provide them with a, a free extension at the beginning of the year. So if you're already our client, you already have an extension. Um, if not, give us a call, 708-914-8220. Um, but just also be mindful, an extension to file is not an extension to pay. So if you are, if you make that extension to file and you think you're going to owe, make sure you make a payment in so that that way uh, you don't end up with um, penalties and interest on whatever balance you have if you think you're going to have a balance. So to walk us through it, so if a person owes money, but they're, or they think they might owe money, say they have a $3,000 tax bill. And, and but they don't know they have a three thousand dollar tax because they haven't done their taxes. Do they just could they pay a thousand dollars and then you know do an extension and then you know get a, and then pay their other two thousand later? How does that work? Well, they they can do that. Uh, they would still. It, so if you think if you think you owe three thousand and you can afford it, go ahead and pay the three thousand in. Because if if you owe three thousand, then when you go to file your taxes, you won't have a balance due and everything will be fine. If you if you only end up owing fifteen hundred, you'll get a refund of fifteen hundred dollars, and uh, you, you'll get that money right back. Um, if you if you only if like in your example, if you only pay in a thousand, 
then you'll still owe two thousand. And then when you when you file the return, you'll get hit with a late payment penalty of half a percent per month. And each part of a month is considered to be a whole month for that purpose. But the reason that you really want to make sure to file that extension is a late payment penalty is half a percent a month. A late filing penalty is 5% a month. Wow. And so that means April 19th, if you haven't filed and you don't have an extension, if you if you owe money, let's say you owed $10,000, well, now you owe $10,500. Hmm. And a lot of people use TurboTax and a lot of these softwares, and but they're not sure if they did the right thing with their taxes, particularly people that are self-employed, because we've seen a huge rise in people filing their taxes who were in a part of the gig economy, like people that drive Uber or they're contractors. So is it, how what's the process to amend a tax return? Um, so to amend, to amend a tax return, especially if you're in, in business, you kind of have to – you have to – get all your records together and it, it's really better this is why i say if you're if you're not sure file that extension because it's really better right now to to go ahead and and just wait and and make sure you you're you have it right as opposed to trying to um trying to file something just to file something and then go back and and amend it because when you when you amend a tax return you have to provide proof that what you said originally was incorrect. Like you have to say, okay, I had additional expenses. Here's all the proof of my additional expenses. When you file an original tax return, you're not required to provide any of that proof. Um, and, and when you file an amended return, uh, you have to provide that proof for them in order for them to change the, like, like if you wanted additional deductions that you forgot to put on. You'd have to show them all the additional deductions, and then and then if they if they agreed with you, then they would put it on. Um, so it's better to get it right the first time. But if you do need to do that, that's definitely something we can help you with. Uh, you, you'd have to get all that stuff together, and then we and then get the records together. We'd we'd put everything together um, in in a package with the amended return. We'd put the original return with it, and and show the differences, and then we'd send it off to the IRS. Um, it, it takes however long it takes right now, unfortunately, with the processing, um, they, I can't get a straight answer out of them during, as far as processing time right now. But, um, once they process it, the adjustment would be made. And then what's the risk of someone getting audited? People that do their own taxes, is there a higher risk or higher chance from what you've seen of being audited? So there's. There are certain things that if that if they show up on your tax return, they're they're considered to be um, audit triggers or audit red flags. I'm, I'm sure people have heard these phrases before. Uh, basically, it's it's something that the it's an unusual situation um, that that typically the IRS is going to want to investigate further. So let me give you an example of that. If you have a, if you, if you are a self-employed individual, um, or or even like do like a some sort of a side hustle type of thing, and you and you only do it part time, if you report income of less than two thousand dollars, and you report a loss of greater than five thousand uh, dollars, that is something that is. A, an audit red flag and can and can get you audited uh, very quickly. 
Um, and obviously, the bigger the loss, the the more likely you are to get audited. If you if you're reporting like a twenty five thousand dollar loss on a Schedule C, you can almost assure that the IRS is going to come back and ask you for proof of that. Um, other examples include if you're making like if you're making like if you if you show adjusted gross income of like fifty sixty thousand dollars, and you show charitable contributions of twenty thousand dollars. IRS is going to question that. Um, or if you're showing uh, having an itemized deduction, but you only have $40,000 of income and you have like a $20,000 itemized deduction, IRS is probably going to question that. Um, <clears throat> basically, anything that looks out of the ordinary and doesn't really, if you thought about it, make a whole lot of sense is something that you probably want to avoid doing on your tax return. Hmm. Is real estate still a safe way to try to get losses or declare losses on, on income? The people have been doing that uh, for years. Yes. Yes. The, uh, you can, you can use real estate. Uh, there is, there is a caveat though. If you uh, make, uh, if you make greater than a hundred thousand um, dollars, Every two dollars you make above a hundred thousand dollars limits the amount of loss that you can take by a dollar. Up mm. until you make one hundred fifty thousand dollars, then you can't take any losses. So you can take up to twenty five thousand dollars of rental losses without being a real estate professional. I'll get into that in a second. Um, and uh, you can you can take that you can take that amount of losses and. Just as a, as a deduction, well, you, you obviously you have to have expenses against the income to, to deduct it. And then um, you, you can take that amount and that would be, uh, that would, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. No worries, no worries. So if, so you can take up to 150000 you mentioned. So if you have over $150,000 in income, then um, what happens? Well, there, there is one exception. There is one exception to that. If you are like, for example, a lot of a lot of buildings in Chicago are like three flat units, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you are living in one one unit and then you rent the other units out, um, you can actually take unlimited losses on a building like that. Uh, but it, but you have to take the expenses proportional to the amount of, of the property that you're renting out. So, like, mm -hmm. for example, if it's a three-flat and you have the other two units rented out, you have two-thirds of the property rented out. So if you're paying utilities for all three properties, you get to deduct two-thirds of what you're paying in utilities. Uh, the property taxes, you get to deduct two-thirds of that. Uh, the, the mortgage interest, you get to deduct two-thirds of that. All, all, the, all the stuff you pay for the, for the expenses of the home, you can pay, you can, you can get as deductions up to two-thirds of it. And then whatever losses you have, you know, regardless of your level of income, you can take the full amount. The other thing is real estate professionals, if you are a real estate professional, and this is where, like I said earlier, what you don't know can hurt you, especially in taxes. Uh, if you are a real estate professional, uh, you, which means you have 750 hours uh, for the whole year and at least 50% of your total activity in terms of working is done in real estate, then you actually are entitled to claim unlimited losses on rental properties, regardless of your level of income. Wow. So that's, that's one of the many ways that we can, that we can save people 
lots of money. I've I've saved people just using that real estate professional exemption. I've I've saved people twenty thirty thousand dollars before, mm. um, and that that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Kind of like these these situations where what you don't what you don't know can hurt you and how it can hurt you and how we can help you to to save in those situations. So another example of something like that is um, if you are in a situation where we have where where you have like a foreclosure and you and you had you got your home foreclosed on you owed let's say one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and and you got and you got foreclosed on you found another place to stay and you thought it was done and then the bank issues you a ten ninety nine c ten ninety nine c is a cancellation of debt income mm-hmm. that means that now you have to pay taxes on the mortgage that you didn't pay. So that means you owed one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now you pay hundred taxes on one hundred fifty thousand dollars of extra income, this tax at ordinary income rates. So that could be as much as fifty, sixty thousand dollars. I've seen it. I've seen it that high before. Now, if you know how to work the code, there are actually five ways in in the code in Internal Revenue Code Section one hundred eight that you can get out of cancellation of debt income. Uh, you can you can get out of it being reported as income. So if you if you can if you can use one of those exemptions, you can take that hundred fifty thousand dollars and completely wipe it out and save yourself forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Mm. And, and and kind of run it, run through that that math for a little bit because people don't realize that the more money you make an in income, the higher the tax bracket you put yourself in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let me let me give you another example. Um, I I had a. <clears throat> I had a client. Uh, I had a client sold uh, sold a property um, that was a commercial property. Uh, they had invested a certain amount in it over over the years, and they sold it for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And they were concerned. Oh my gosh, am I going to have to pay a hundred, a hundred and twenty, a hundred fifty thousand dollars in in taxes? Well, if you were to just go by the capital gains on the on the sale price of the property. Twenty percent of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. It would be a hundred fifty thousand dollar tax bill, right? Mm-hmm. However, if you take the basis in the property, which is the amount you spent on the property over time, um, less any depreciation, of course. But they were they were never able to use this property for whatever reason, so it, they they didn't have any depreciation on the property. So it was just the amount they had spent into the property over the course of the years that they weren't able to deduct on taxes. Um, and it ad- and we added it all up, and they actually had more money spent in over the course of 20 years than what they sold it for. Mm. So we were actually able to claim, instead of, instead of them paying $150,000, we were actually able to turn it into a tax loss and turn it into an, a tax benefit for them that got them an additional $3,000 in refund. Wow. Wow. What I've seen a lot of times, too, is that people that are filing their own taxes are using different software. The software oftentimes, and I won't name names, but certain softwares that that are out there, it seems like they're charging you just as much as you can just pay somebody to do your taxes. Well, yeah, um, there are some some softwares out there that – if, if look, if if you're really concerned, like, oh my gosh, if I don't file something, I'm going to go to jail. Um, 
filing filing with a with a software like that, if you've just got a W two and everything like that, it'll keep you out of jail. It's not going to necessarily do anything positive for you, but it'll keep you out of jail and not not um, keep you out of trouble with the IRS. Uh, it, it's not it's not the it's not going to give you the best situation. And actually, uh, the funny thing is, some of those softwares, the way they ask questions. Um, can actually mislead people into remember I was talking about like a $25,000 loss on a schedule C Mm -hmm. the way those softwares ask questions sometimes it can actually mislead them into filing a large loss on a schedule C when they don't even realize that they shouldn't be doing that Mm. they're thinking that they qualify for tax deductions they really don't qualify for because of where the question is posed exactly that's that's wild that's wild. exactly so what are some of the things you would say to people that are trying to prepare for 2023? What are some things that you would walk your clients through to get ready for the next filing season? Um, preparing for 2023? I mean, we're, we're just getting into that, into the start of that. So right now, if you're, um, if you just got done filing your taxes and you found out you owe, you'll want to sit with your, with your accountant and kind of examine that. Why did I owe money? What what was different between let, let's say last year you got a refund of a thousand dollars and this year you owe a thousand dollars? Well, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. What did did I not withhold enough? Did if I if I have a W two job, if I have a business, did I not? Um, ha, what what can I do to plan better to make sure that that I'm that I'm paying things as I should be on time? Um, especially if you have a business, this is a great time to start doing start getting your books and records in order for 2023 because there's only there's only three and a half months now that that have transpired in 2023 so you can catch that up fairly quickly and and get and kind of get a head start and be able to plan your taxes for next year um businesses another another great example of of ways that you can save that, that we can that we can save you you don't know and it and it can hurt you um, I've had a I, I had a client earlier this year. Um, they had they they had a they had a fairly large tax bill. It looked like they were going to owe about fifteen thousand dollars, and then they and then they told me, "Oh yeah, well I I also purchased a vehicle," and I said, "Okay, well what what kind of a vehicle was it? Did did you use it for your business?" Yeah, I used it for my business, and it was a it was a um, I don't know some sort of an SUV, mm-hmm. right? So I looked it up, and the SUV had a gross vehicle weight rating of over six thousand pounds. That that probably sounds uninteresting, but it's actually very interesting for tax purposes because what it means is I can fully I can fully take depreciation on that uh, in in all in one year. So the the whole price of the vehicle I'm able to depreciate in the in the one single year. So I was able to to use that to take that person from having. Um, from potentially having like a fifteen thousand dollar tax liability to they ended up with being able to report a loss on their business and having no tax liability, actually having a refund. Wow. Dulce again, how can people get in contact with you? What's your website address and also your phone number? Oh yeah. Uh so our our website is catsmelanic.com. That's K A T Z M I L A N E C dot com. And uh, our number is 708-914-8220. Again, 708-914-8220. 
giving us a lot of information to kind of think about. And also, I like the idea of, and I, and I encourage business owners across the country, because you do you can do business in all 50 states, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, we can. And uh, if you're talking about... You're talking about for for us to be able to do the taxes? Yes, of course we can. Um, We also are able to help business owners if they want to do business in all 50 states. We can help them set up to be able to do that as well. Great stuff. Dave Malenik, CPA and president and founder of Cats Malenik Incorporated. He's also a family member of one who served with us in the military. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be on. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.